0: What is up, everybody, and welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. (laughs) Still bringing the energy despite just being the two-man game today. We are presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR whenever you sign up. Bet along with us. You might be like me, who long ago betted on the Colorado Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup championship. And today... You collected a nice payday. Actually, not that nice. Their odds were pretty pretty. They bad. were the favorites. They, they were the even. favorites all year round, but still. More money's better than no money. That's so right. More money is better than no money. Um,
1: I'm joined today. Two man game, Brendan Vote. Was fortunate enough to be here last night, man, when the moment went down. And I think a lot of folk have waited a long time, not just to see their evs, but in this building. To see this building look the way it did last night. I'm still riding that high, man. It really is unbelievable. We're going to spend
0: first segment talking about the Avs winning and all of that it means for DNVR, all that it means for the Colorado Avalanche, all that it means for the city of Denver. And more importantly, I think we're going to talk about and maybe debate what it means for the Denver Nuggets because we are talking about the Cronkies now walking away with two and a half professional titles. I mean, we kept the Mammoth. It's a full title. It's just I don't know what that league is. I couldn't tell you. Are there three teams in the professional lacrosse league? Are there 30 is it very competitive? Do these guys have side jobs? I couldn't tell you anything I about it. I don't know
1: it. the answer to any yeah, of those questions.
0: Eight teams. They, eight teams? Oh super producer, yeah, here, filling in for kill and he has actual information here. So they have side jobs. What kind of side jobs you hear? Do you know? They play Lacrosse in the summer. Okay. And then they also there's a guy that sells like carpeting there's a, there's a guy that sells carpet. That's, there's a, that's there's a, actually like a whole story where this guy had to miss the championship because he couldn't take any more time off and- No way, he ma- well, we're definitely cutting this as a half championship. Yeah, it go if, with so, half. if a player missed the NA- NLL championship game because he had taken too much time off during the season and could no longer take time off of his real job. <laughs> and There's 19. There's, st- nine teams. there's right, star there player.
1: And he's on a business trip this weekend. Four, and 14 teams.
0: Oh, wow. So yeah, here came with the info, then corrected himself twice. That's very good. So there's 14 teams. This does feel. Don't you ever wonder though? Like, not trying try to take anything away from the mammoth man. They are the best in the world at what seems, they do. Seems like you are. I'm about to. Yeah. So don't you think I'm actually going to be way worse? Sometimes when you go back and you think about Bob Cousy winning all those titles, and there was a seven-team league, and I'm saying I'm not saying it's to that degree, but it is. It is on the scale. It's on the scale of that. That's degree. how it's a, a sport starts, and it is how a sport before starts it
1: becomes. As we know many of them now, they are just that.
0: They tell these stories all the time, and they're like, Wilt, you know, he would party all night long and then hop into a tiny little car and drive a 1,000 miles so he could play in a game. That's what kind of athlete he was. I'm like, yeah, it is what kind of athlete it was. Also, what kind of league it was.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember when lacrosse first started, guys were like – they were barbers on the side. Yeah,
0: you know, right, right. They would bring their clippers to tournaments. You to, never know. Oh, the to tournaments, even man, that's so tor- great. I can't tor- believe we got tournament. that tournament. In segment two, we're going to talk about the pressers today. Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, uh, Ishmael Kamagate. Nice. They all met with the media today, and it was great to get to talk to these guys. It's always, you know, not a meaty, I would say, press conference, but it was like a, <laughs> I want to call it sizing this, these guys up. Yeah, sure. Both physically, but also, I think more importantly, sizing them up and just kind of getting a sense of who they are. Um, So we'll have that to talk about, and then in segment three, I apologize. We're breaking the the seal. We have to talk about Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and how they might balance the power in the NBA. Um, So we'll get to that in segment three. But we'll start as you were mentioning the Colorado Avalanche pull it off last night. For those that don't follow, we're not going to get into the ABS. We're not going to talk hockey here. I really want to get to more of what this means for the Nuggets. But the ABS are the best team all year. They really were the best team in hockey all year long. They get into the playoffs. They look even better than they did in the regular season. And they run into the uh, Lightning, who were two-time defending champs. They get off to a big lead, but then they lose Game 5, and it becomes 3-2. to two. So now you go into Game 6, you lose at home, which felt like... It felt to me like the Stars had a line for the Avs to oh, win Game 5. Friday. To come home and the vi- Friday night, and the vibes would be immaculate. They lose at home to Tampa Bay, and you kind of felt like... There was a, a break in the fabric of the universe. Like, hold on, hold on. This was a, we saw this. How exactly is played out? So for the first time, I was nervous for Game Six, and sure enough, I had a right to be nervous. It was a slugfest. Yeah, and the AVS pull it out two games to one, very impressive. Just real quick, as from an AVS perspective, what is your takeaway from the game? Like,
1: well, I've. <laughs> First of all, i I've never seen a team like that. Like, I don't watch hockey, right? So I Same. don't know, but Same. I have to imagine that's as good as it gets. Right? They seemed to be from somebody who's watched pro sports my whole life. They were objectively overwhelming. There's a Nuggets reason I want to get into all this. This is exactly I, I like this. Keep going. Um, but they this team had something to them where it seemed like they had gone through some of these tests before. Sure. So that Tampa that Tampa loss you just referenced uh, to. I was like, oh man, it's not going to happen tonight. Right. But, and again, layman, not really knowing the game. I felt so sure it would. It just looked like a team who was ready to take the other team's best punch and knew they had a stronger one right. coming back.
0: It reminded me, we've compared this team to the Warriors, the like, 2015 Warriors, where yeah. they kind of, you know, they're breaking on the scene. They look like they're better than everyone, but you did have this question of they're a little fancy. Right. You know, right, they, right. they win games 5 to 2 you know and so you think like if a team kind of punches them in the mouth or for example this is by the way look how crazy hockey is Tampa Bay is a very warm weather humid city the abs are really fast if you have good ice you skate really fast and that advantage is multiplied so what does Tampa Bay do they turn that MFR up to like 80 degrees it's sweating like all the media is like i'm sweating inside this building it's so hot they're skating on slush so everybody's going like 2 miles per hour on right. the ice which to me absolutely insane absolutely insane that part of hockey is what's best for our team slush or ice all right (laughs) slush Let's just screw up the four Like, can you imagine if it was like? Well, the Spurs turned the AC down. It was insane that they did that. Yeah. To me, it remains the thing that I'm like, I can't believe we don't talk about this more. How ridiculous it was. It sounds like again the, the kind of shit on the 1960s again. It does sound like the thing you heard about back in the Bob Cousy day, where they're like, they didn't send the bus to pick them up till 10 minutes before tip off. <laughs> you know, and they lost all their shoes, so they had to yeah. play in flip flops. <laughs> you're like, what? This is what. It but the NHL somehow pulls this off anyway. Um, the Tampa Bay, to me, watching them play, I was very impressed with them. They're like the Spurs. Mm. They're not flashy. They have a phenomenal goalie. They have a lot of smart players, very well coached. And they just seem like the team that's like, we're not going to beat ourselves. You're going to have to beat us. Right. And yes, you're fast right. and talented and flashy, but we're tough. We're smart. We're disciplined. We just do what we do. And that's what was cool about this game for the Avs is they're a young team, extremely, in my opinion, analogous to the Denver Nuggets. Extremely. And I thought what we saw with the Avs was a team that had gone through some disappointing losses where they'd gotten punched in the mouth in previous seasons and had not responded, had some injuries, you know, they weren't at full strength, but nonetheless felt like they could get over the hump, never did. And this was the year where they finally went against the top boss, the Tampa Bay Lightning, got punched in the mouth, said, no, you're not going to win 5-2 to the way you always like. This would be right. analogous to the Nuggets. You're not going to win scoring 100 points. So can you win against a disciplined defensive team 80 to 85 right and that's what the Avs did last night and I thought it was So it was like a cool way but maybe it Was also the inevitable only way the Avs could win
1: right and again like Learning these lessons from previous Failures right, right. Like that was the exact Manner in which they fell short but you Always hear teams talk about those Losses leading up to the success or even The beginning of a dynasty right as Near essential elements of yeah. what sort of Taught them what it means to become a champion, which I think to some of what you're pulling on here is more than playing the best version of your game, right? It's that resiliency, that that confidence, and then just knowing, because you've seen yourself do it before, that there's more than one way we can win these games. It is something, I don't know if you're ready to switch yet, it is something I think the Nuggets have been picking up a little bit of over the years. They did not get to go to the brightest timeline. We have not really gotten to see this team thrive as planned or expected due to health and other reasons but they've had to learn how to grind and win some games in ugly ways and and be different versions of a team around Jokic. and so i hope the hope is that that sort of manifests and bears fruit in a similar way that next year they're not just talented they're tested
0: yeah and so that, that, that's part of what was so cool about it is this is somebody's asking in terms. It really is the Warriors, and it really is going up against like a Spurs team that's at a, at an institution, and it's like, hey, that was your final checklist. And by the way, I'm not a hockey guy. I did watch this entire playoff run. I do think the Evs are just so much better than everyone. Their best player in this playoff run is 23 years old, yeah. Kale McCarr. Like, he's incredible. So you look at this and you go, they're set up not just to win but for a dynasty. I really believe that. They are set up as if the Nuggets were to win right now, and you'd look at it and say, oh, well, Michael Porter's 24, Jamal Murray's 25, Jokic's 27. If the Nuggets got over the hump this year, you would look at the Nuggets and say, why aren't they going to be better next year and the year after and and after? So they're set up in that exact way. And now we get to the fact that the Cronkies, Stan Cronky, won with the Los Angeles Rams in January or February, I guess where won the Super Bowl. They won the uh, hockey or the lacrosse one. Okay, we'll give them a little credit for that one. Um, and then they win with the Avalanche. And along the lines, a very similar uh, you know, style of building up where now it looks like they're set to, if not repeat, at least contend for repeat. So I look at this, and then I look at the Nuggets, and I say the Kroenkees have the MVP of the NBA. They've got a roster that may have won had they not been derailed by injuries. Sure. So here's my question. And I actually want to ask this of everybody. We'll put out a poll later on, but I want to ask this of everyone. Do you have more confidence right now that the Cronkies might, I mean, I'm going to phrase it that way, might know what they're doing in terms of how to build a contender than you did, say, six months ago before they had ever won one? Do you feel like, hey, maybe they had a long-term vision that is starting to, they're at that moment where they're like, hey, it's starting to pay off?
1: Well, there is a specific element to their approach as owners that I think— has worked for them and you you've done well to identify this and articulate this um i'm not sure if into a mic yet so sorry if i'm stealing your thunder but they there are different ways to be a bad owner and one of the very worst ways is overbearing too involved not willing to delegate make good hires and let those people do their jobs the Cronkies don't do that there is a you know there is a I don't want to say laissez-faire. I guess maybe they'll they'll hire a guy and they'll back off, you know, and they let Sakich build this team and stick with this team and stick with this group. And we've heard Michael Malone say time and time and again that the patience that he and, and Tim and Josh were on the same page with was a huge element in the Nuggets being able to continue to build something. I do think from that perspective, that there's a way they handled this that, you know, bears fruit. And we right. just saw it. We saw it last night. To me, I actually feel,
0: and part of this is I kind of saw the ABS thing coming. So this isn't like a boom one day I like switch this, but this is a thing to me where I honestly do feel like they deserve a lot of credit right here. Like they deserve something that says, "Hey, I don't love." And and by the way, this has nothing to do with the altitude not being available on Comcast. I can look at that and say total failure. Yeah, yeah, nothing to no redeeming qualities to it. None of this or that. Total failure, it's the wrong thing that shouldn't have got to this point. I could put that in a box over here. Then I could put the box that says, do they know how to build, and are they willing to spend and do all these things that we always criticize them to to build a contender? And I can look over there and say, there are still things that I don't agree with. The fact that they've waited so long to get the training facilities, You know, the thing that they haven't always done the best job marketing a team or, or, or what have you, those are still failures. But at the end of the day, they seem to have a process for what's important in building a yeah. contender – That is now starting to pay off in a way, and maybe there's a learning curve. We always talk about with players, we understand a rookie has expected value here, but their upside could be here. Coaches, I think, deserve that same leeway. Front offices, members, I think, deserve that same leeway of like, Calvin Booth this year, probably, he'll probably be better in three or four years just by virtue of experience. I think ownership might be a similar thing, and we are now looking at the second decade of Cronky ownership here in Denver. And I do wonder if there's something that says, hey, they've gone through some stuff, and now they have this vision that is thinking long. In the Hinky era, when everybody fell in love with Sam Hinkie and 76ers, his big line was, it always pays off to have the longest view in the room. The longest view. Meaning, teams that make win-now decisions often compromise themselves, you know, or hamstring themselves long-term. The Cronkies do seem to have, with both the Abs and the Nuggets, this, like, seven-year vision, six-year vision that started once they identified their cornerstone pieces. Jokic, McKinnon. And they came up with this process for how to get there, and it's starting to pay off. So for me, I look at this and I go, they have demonstrated the ability to have a long vision, to uh, execute a long mm. vision, um, and find the right talent. And also maybe, just maybe, what is and is not important. They did spend money on the Colorado Avalanche. They're not a cheap roster. They put the chips in when the time was for it. So to me, I look at this and I go, you know what? I do think there is something to their model. Again, I'm not trying to say I stay the crumpies sure, or any of this sure, stuff. Sure, sure. I'm just saying, when you look at ownerships, they, they, To me, I think you should have a little bit of confidence in, hey, these guys want to win. They know how to win. And they've proven it at least twice in one year.
1: I mean, I think the Nuggets are going to win the title next year. And if I'm right about that, right. that's three titles in three leagues so in be three insane. seasons. It so might that's, be
0: four because you might get an Avs one before. Yeah. And the, the Mammoth. NHL and the Mammoth. And the and have, so, The NHL one will finish before the Nuggets next season. So they I, might actually be the next
1: one to win. I do think when wearing a Nuggets cap, there's a, a perspective on the Cronkies that's slightly different than just sort of an objective look at how they are as owners right? because they own so many properties and we are seeing success right now I think Nuggets fans still think they have a little more to prove in terms of you know he, Josh said they're not the red haired stepchild there is no red haired stepchild in KSE uh, by the way shout out to all my redheads that's a tough expression um, <laughs> but I, I think from a Nuggets perspective I think there's still some to prove there like, do you care about this team? What? How Are much you,
0: of it is, though, this? The NBA is so much harder to win in than any other league. In my opinion, I think it's the single hardest league to win in.
1: I, I think that's a huge part of it. And I think when you own as many properties as they do, yeah, when yeah, it, yeah. maybe it's easier to go. And we're in Denver. Like, LeBron's not coming here. Right. Let's avoid the expensive overhead. We'll Could catch our, our check from the league. And, Could be. And, and maybe we win. And I'm not saying they don't want the team to win in the meantime. Just... Again, I do think there's some catching up to do the altitude deal, which also applies to the Avs, the practice facility, just sort of seeing them spending more on front offices and coaches, whether they have that shark tooth approach or not. So that's what I think Nuggets fans are are, are hesitant with. But the the question as you framed it, are they on to something? I mean, how many titles do they have to win before the answer is yes? I mean, right. it's hard, hard for me. They have They certainly have ground to stand on right now.
0: I certainly do, Um, and also like yeah. That investment is interesting for you to say that though. About, I think the NBA is at this point. We're going to talk about this in segment three a lot too. But the NBA is at this point where it's so depressing. It's so depressing just the way the mechanisms to win. Like, I do think Denver has made relatively few missteps over the last seven years. They made them, but they made relatively few. And there are teams that have made a million that might get paid off anyway. Just by virtue of how this thing sets up So you do always wonder What does an owner look like from that an emotionally removed And we know that Stan One of his traits is that he can be Extremely emotionally removed From from all of this To both positive and Strengths and weaknesses to that uh, approach But you do wonder if a guy looks at that And says yeah it's the NBA What do you want me to do Like I'll put together a good team
1: Yeah let me know when Kevin calls Yeah I'll put together Oh no
0: we might beat them But if we beat them, it might be kind of a little bit of dumb luck rather right. than like, hey, we have to yeah 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 get exploit every margin yeah. or what have you. Well,
1: <laughs> Jokic being the second round, fa- it's like the most right. Stan Kroenke superstar. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, we'll take most, that. That works for us. Most okay, Stan Kroenke sure. superstar. You're yeah. so
0: right about that. I don't know. I'm kind of. I'm just kind of optimistic, man. And then there is something too. I'm curious. In this part, I'm not optimistic. About, I'm just speculating. There is something too, like. Stan gets to take a victory lap right now, and it's funny. I saw his name all over the timeline. People are so averse, by the way. Let me just say this: young people, I think, younger than me, or right at my age, and maybe slightly below, really, really don't like billionaires. This and is I under- true. and I understand it. I completely understand. Do you, do you want to unpack that for the rest of don't the show? Don't really oh, want okay. to have to unpack okay. that. Yeah. I understand why people can can be that way. And anytime you say like, I'm sure there's people that are going to be in the chat or or you know, talk about this on Twitter, being like, oh, these people like standing, you know, standing a billionaire this or that an owner is going to be a billionaire like first of all like that's a good point there, there's you're not going to find the like you know the the nonprofit that buys the nuggets okay. you know it's like, a good point it's going to be a billionaire so now we're evaluating them on terms of like <laughs> which ones are going to do a better or I worse want job the
1: broke owner
0: yeah i want the broke one yeah this guy's a man of the people um so it, you start to evaluate them in this uh, in those ways and i just look at it and i go i think there might be something there but also i do wonder if Stan Kroenke's name is all over the timeline last night, and not just from people like me who put it out there. You know, just I had that one in the chamber for a while, but it was from like ESPN. You know, SportsCenter Center is sure. tweeting out like, "Wow, look at Stan go!" And I wonder if there is like this. You know that Lakob gets this when it's like light years. Then everybody's talking about it. All of a sudden, he's like, "Hey, I really am. Maybe I will spend a hundred million dollars in luxury tax payments." And I wonder if Stan gets a little bit of that of like. You start to be the guy, yeah, yeah, and also you're like hey, high off
1: your own stuff a little, yeah. Bit. Like yeah, I yeah. want, I
0: want everyone to know I am. Like I'm going to do this again. I, I want Stan at the parade to come out and say, "Hey, we're light years ahead of everybody." Yeah.
1: <laughs> you guys want a practice facility? This shit's going to blow your minds. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I mean, they did have the drinks out again today at the presser. Yeah, So that's a sign that spending's on the way back
0: up. <laughs> we're not sure if the drinks were really out, but we grabbed. They some. may not have been. They yeah. might not have been, but you're we like definitely. Two titles
1: later, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I that's love this. Half.
0: This is actually how you win over the media. It's not. The practice facility, you know, the just luxury tax, whatever. I just want what Portland has yeah. for the media food. That, the guy uh, that like carves the, the steaks little, on the side. The
1: little beer on tap on wheels. <laughs> <You> wheel in <laughs> and out of the room.
0: Yeah, yeah. What's your take on this, man? Do you like? Do you feel uh, more confident here in the... Uh... I think the Nuggets are winning. I think every Cronky team within the next three years is going to have a championship. Every Cronky team in the next three years. I don't know well, about I Arsenal. That. I have no idea what, how soccer works. Allegedly, really? Oh, All right, so allegedly, allegedly, they're, spending. allegedly they're spending. Arsenal? Oh my a God! Of people, like, that much money on oh, the this it's gonna be everybody but the Nuggets. Use the <laughs>
1: TPE stand. Yeah, exactly. That's what. <laughs> Can we get in?
0: Well there you go. So yeah 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 telling uh, you don't have a mic do you? Yeah yeah. So yeah yeah telling oh, yeah, us that I, uh, he's telling us that Arsenal spending, they have some very interesting players and he would not be surprised if they were a c- title contender in short order. Of course, you got the Nuggets. So maybe it is true. Maybe the 2020s, the well, decade of the Cronky. I'll
1: tell you what, I'm eager to stop talking about it, you know? Like they start they they put their money where their mouth is, like I'm good, you know? So It's so
0: funny cuz I honestly like I don't I just looking at the players available. We're going to talk more about this a little bit later and certainly throughout the week, but I think they're, the, the question almost becomes, like, are they going to spend a ton of money, you know, boost that, that salary cap? And I kind of think they're not. I know, me either. They're going to be in the salary cap, but I – and I don't think it's In the tax, you mean, but – In the tax, but I don't think that they're going – It's for lack of, like, a green light, I think it's more of a just, like, does it make sense to pay to overpay for Kelly Oubre? Or is it, like, do you get the same thing for a different sure, person? Sure, so, sure. And maintain sure, flexibility. Sure. I know everybody hates this, but maintain flexibility for the deadline or even for next summer. Again – when you say you want them to go all in for this year, is there a move that allows that? I just, from talking to people, I, w- I kind of get the sense that maybe, no, they're not going to do that. They still feel like they can win with what they have, sure. but it might be more of a Bruce Brown than it is yeah, of, I, a,
1: of a, like, you know. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about an aggressive new regime, and I it's their like, own It's their own words. It's their own words, and I feel a little bit inclined to maybe— pump the brakes on that a touch we'll, we'll see or or maybe there's some defining of terms that's lost in translation what does aggressive mean to you we met timothy luau cabaret vote yeah. that's why we're aggressive <laughs> in getting would, him would it, this i'm truly confessing ignorance here the the traded player exception yeah would that not be a very good example of them saying like all this would cost us is more money personally correct Let's go use it but you it, but again it's
0: 8.3 million dollars so, so it's not like yeah it's, and, and there's also only certain amount of ways that you can trade you know to acquire it so you're still limited by, is there a player out there that, that fits this right. for what you want? That's um, a good point. And can you pull off that move? So we'll see. I don't know. Um, let's take a quick break, though. On the other side, we did get a chance to meet with the new rookies today, um, and we'll talk about—we what we, we haven't even discussed this. We came straight from it. So we'll get to kind of get each other's perspectives on those guys and what they had to say.
1: <sighs> Almost forgot. <about laughs> that that it was you? Just you and me, Adam, hanging mm-hmm. out. Ivaka TV— were arguably the MVPs of the Denver sports season. Well, okay, there was the back-to-back MVP. But other than him, Ivaca TV is right up there for me because for all the uh, credit we were willing to give the billionaires just now, the teams still weren't on TV. Mm. That's where Ivaca TV came in, though, because they have services. They have programs like Altitude Sports, AT&T, even DNVR Channel on their service, and their service is available now in both Denver and and Colorado Springs. How do you get it? You go to ivaca.tv slash dnvr. And then you use the promo code dnvr. They're gonna give you $10 off your first three months. It's only $15 per month for the first three months plus receiver, no contract, no hidden fees. Evoca TV, it gets the people going. It gets the sports back on your TV. Check them out. They're friends of ours and uh, they're doing great work. Athletic Greens is a great way to start the day. That's how I start the day when I remember to be healthy and when I'm doing it right, that's how I start literally every day. I feel like it's easier to be healthy in the summer. It's so much easier to be healthy. It's you so don't big. have a hoodie to hide behind. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You really got it. But then there's something, there's like a cycle. I think it's the sun. The sun. Yeah. Know, it's like, oh man, I'm yeah. doing good things for myself. So true. Then the winter comes and the basketball season up. comes. You just and give up. Eat M&M's. Totally and give up. Yep. But it's summer, so I'm having my athletic greens. And it's great. It's really convenient because it's everything you need in terms of supplements, vitamins, minerals, but all in one tasty drink all in one scoop actually one scoop 12 ounces of cold water you are good to go for the day my friends how do you get it well you can go to athleticgreens.com slash nuggets athleticgreens.com slash nuggets to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance today
0: all right back here at segment two um a lot of stuff this week free agency begins on thursday should be a pretty eventful day i imagine um I expect the Nuggets roster to be have have quite a bit of clarity by the time we head into fourth of July weekend. I certainly hope so. Our Nuggets could really screw up my weekend. Letting this linger into That's like a good point. Sunday. Yeah. You know, no players got or anything. Plans, I, got, I got plans, man. I got plans. Um but today we got to meet the new rookies. Uh Peyton Watson, Christian Braun, Ismael Kamagate, all were in town. Which, think of it, by the way, all those guys, it's always funny, all those guys have to fly in. There was no media call. Usually these guys call sure. in or whatever or zoom in. They didn't do that this year, so today was really the first chance. And a very small contingent of media. I think the media still hung over from last night's event. So yeah. it was really like me, voting three other guys. Yeah. Um, what's your overall impression, your big
1: takeaway from talking to those guys today? I think three guys that know what got them drafted particularly to Denver. That's a good point. I, think, I like that. Note. I, I think three guys that are aware of of what got them in that building and will probably get them on the floor. Okay. Um, that's effort, that's defense, willingness. We heard all those words a lot today. Uh, and and guys who under or at least have been coached to understand that you know they're not a high lottery pick in a desperate team. This isn't Houston asking you to come in and change the vibes, right? Right. This is what can you do to help a team turn that final corner and become champions, and of course, there's the built-in angle for for Brown of being one, right, and and, and now joining that that pursuit. So first notes: Ismail Kamagate, We know
0: this because he came in for a workout. and English is going to be a work in progress, for and sure. honestly, one thing about stashing him abroad is, you know, I actually think this with Jokic. I've said this on the on the, before. I actually feel like Jokic has a very small circle. People don't know this. He has a pretty small circle that he kind of entrusts, largely family and some like, you know, extended family members or friends who he, who are like family to him. And I think Jok probably speaks Serbian ninety nine percent of the time. He is not in practice to so this or that. Sure. And I do almost wonder if it's like his development as an English speaker is behind say a Dirk Nowitzki because of that in some ways. Ismail, I do feel as a guy that like being in Paris next year, his English will probably be the same when he comes over, and right. he has a lot of growth there. And again, when you're a back line defender, communication is so important. Yeah. There's kind of a lot there. So just kind of one note, we knew this already, but it was very evident today. Every time he's asked a question, just you know, he still has a work in progress there. Um, yeah, sizing up the guys is always an interesting one. Christian Brown is like you know taller than me, I would say, at least my height. So he's listed as six seven. I would say probably six six. But again, that's yeah. an NBA six seven, so yep. so that was always good to see Peyton Watson, super long man, like he was he's a really tall pay. guy, he's just, just, a just a really really, really tall player, player. Yeah. Um, and so that that's a big part of it. You're right that they knew why they were drafted. They all they all had um you know that kind of here for defense, like I want to play defense. The organization has told me basically that they right. want me to play defense, and I thought that was important. Um, Peyton Watson, the he's he's done some media circuits. You know, he's done some podcasts, some high-profile pro- podcasts. Yeah. One of the things I sort of gather from Peyton Watson from seeing the different types of media, the things that he's done, and even today in talking to him and some of the relationships he has around the league, I think he has big-timer status around players. Like Some guys come into the league, Jokic, unknown. Great player. Nobody knows him. He doesn't have any friends around the league. This or that. Peyton Watson seems to know all the players in the NBA, including Kevin Durant, who he calls a friend.
1: Yeah, has allegedly played. Well, I guess he said in one of these podcasts that he's played pickup with Kyrie and Kevin Durant already. Right. I don't know if that's the case for a lot of these prospects.
0: He's, it's so true. And then also there's a video of him and like Paulo Bancaro working out yeah. together. Now, again, I know he was a five-star recruit, so he has that backstory. But even then, there's some guys that are five-star recruits that are just not in that sort of circle of, sure. of the, the like.
1: And for him to be that guy and then be a guy that's taken 30th overall right. like it's it's bigger than the pick in a way so there's some of that going to it for sure i also that's think that exact angle is what makes peyton's career the way it's gone so far so interesting and one of the top things i'm trying to pick up on in terms of his mindset this is a guy who has very quickly had to gone from talking about himself right as a potential star to a role player right and and has right. talked about the the adversity and humility he's encountered already. I'm always curious to see how players respond to that, what that teaches them, how it humbles them, um, and, and, and just sort of... He said a lot of the right things in terms of, for me, I know the biggest thing is just about not skipping a day, putting in that work every single day, and that those are the guys who are typically rewarded long-term. Yeah.
0: I... Is it weird to say though he feels almost not too big for Denver like he's going to leave or this or that but like he just seems like the people that thrive in Denver the Gallinari's the Jokic's you know even to some extent like you know Murray and Porter or whatever they're guys that just seem to not have those connections in Spades. You know what I mean? Like they almost, and because they don't care. They're just like, hey, I'm in here in Denver. Yep. I go do my own life or this. And, that. and Peyton, it just it, again, it's a small note. I don't want to make a big deal. It of may not matter. It, it, it may not matter at all. Actually, maybe it's a positive thing. I'm just saying he seems like a guy that is just very well connected.
1: Yeah, not in terms of personality, but status. Like he's right. more That's Michael what I mean. Porter than Jokic by right, a lot. Right, right, right? Right. It's, right, It's almost everybody like De- knows. Who he Denver's is. small and contained, and when Porter fell to 14, that was like a national story falling its way into Denver and there's a little bit of that with Peyton for sure.
0: It is um <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is interesting to again not this always this stuff we got to talk about this stuff just because it's interesting I don't want anybody to blow it out of portion sure I always love asking young players who they model their game after and I've always joked the guy I always go to is Anamusa. he's Kobe Bryant 2.0 or whatever right like that's who he is I like, looked
1: you in the eyes when he said that
0: and you just think to yourself like okay does this guy know like what he is or does he not yeah Peyton Watson I asked him everybody knows about your defensive upside but offensively like is there a player who you feel like most similar to and he said Kevin Durant yeah Three points per game last year at UCLA. I know there's circumstances here, but pardon me and I've watched Long some way of way to it. go. Yeah, I watched some of this and like I, I'm I'm high on Peyton Watson's upside. I really like him as a player. I really think there's something there. If you talk about a project, which is what he is, there's something there, there's some pieces there. Kevin Durant was like the most fluid seven footer that we've ever seen.
1: You know, that wasn't a guy like... This is like scoring. He was dropping in 30 and 20s at Texas. I'm, if you asked me level.
0: my basketball comp and I told you it was like De'Aaron Fox, you'd be like, Adam, I've seen you walk. Yeah. There's no way you I've run like that. <laughs> I've like seen you walk. Yeah, there's That's no enough. way. Yeah, like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, I'm Boris Diaw. That's right. like my but my comp, right? So I, it's just one of those things. He said Paul George and Kevin Durant. Now, he did say those guys that have length, defense, playmaking, and scoring, and he put it in that order. So again, like he's, maybe he's talking more specifically about a tall player who has the handle and can do this or that. But I just thought that was an interesting thing to me that like in his mind, he's trying to become Paul George and Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah. So maybe a little bit more than just that role player thing. you Not- it's not exactly sitting the bar at like Robert Covington, but again, five— st-
0: Bo ch- Beauchamp that we asked to like who his comps were, and he gave said like Herb Jones, Herb Jones, and yeah. Mikael Bridges. Like that guy you know, was trying again, to get
1: drafted by Denver. Maybe so maybe, maybe that's what it was. Almost right. works. <laughs> you might be right. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. But I mean, that's the thing about this 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 guy, this kid, kid. I'm old. He he might uh, be a,
0: he might. I don't know if kid. I don't know. I'm 29. Yeah. Can I, whatever. This young man. This young man. This young man
1: is. It's about the defense. But it's the potential is is not just defense this right. is a consensus five-star recruit this is a guy who has a lot of tools this is a guy who is apparently already in with Kevin Durant and I just don't think he's a scrub if that's the case
0: I'm not locking this answer in because it's still too early I think he's the most interesting player at Summer League I think he's my number one guy I'm most interested in part of it is like Christian Brown I know what he I, I think like I know, you know what, what he what can what do we're getting from him right and if he had a bad Summer League, I w- it wouldn't really mean anything yeah, that much to me. If he had a Zeke dodgy Summer League, it might. But if he had like just like a regular, like, hey, that was underwhelming, um, whatever. It doesn't mean anything. Peyton Watson, if he has a bad one, I don't think it means anything like, oh, the sky is falling by any means, although it wouldn't be encouraging. You'd be like, okay, we're starting from a low base. But if he has a good Summer League, if he's a guy <laughs> that all of a sudden you see some of this pop and he's like guarding every t- lottery pick, he's guarding him and right. shutting him down and having an impact. And if he his offense, you go – oh, I didn't realize he has X, X, and X that he can do. You know, he can do these types of things on the offensive end. To me, I think it might be the guy who most ignites the fan base as, oh, this
1: is intriguing. Look, look at this guy. Well, sure. I mean, he just has the most question marks around him. Right. Maybe Kamigate, but again, it's a different equation that far late in the draft. So, again, like with Brown, I think whether you're excited about it or not, you probably have a better sense of, how this pick's going to go or at least what he's going to look like right away. And I think Watson is the... It Also, they traded a future first to get this pick to take Watson. So I think naturally the reaction is going to be, you must really like this kid. I want to see why. Right, He's intriguing, and there's no doubt he's intriguing. He's really confident. He reminds me a bit of PJ Dozier talking to the media. Yeah, he does. Um, just like, just low voice, looks you in the eyes, low voice. He has but,
0: a PJ Dozier look to him. They're they're in the same stylistic chest out, wheelhouse. real
1: confident. Like I don't think any of this, to the point you were making earlier, is going to be too big for him. Right. Um, I, I'm I'm intrigued.
0: I will say all three of them presenting themselves as workers, which I like too. Like yes. sometimes yeah. that was one of the things is what are you excited for? I'm just excited for the work. Like I love the work part. Like I want to get in and start working. We want to start practicing right away. Right. Like, right. you know, and, and even Ismael, who I think is very much in that wheelhouse. And by the way, it's one of the things I've heard about him, a very good worker. Yeah. You know, a guy that doesn't mind being in the lab putting on time. So And
1: by the way, it's we're not going to talk about him as much because A, asking him, any sort of interesting question kind of felt like throwing in more a grenade than a bone right. because of the language stuff. And B, because of that, we probably only picked up so much. But I did think his answers were good. Like this sure. is a guy oh, who's sure. talked a lot about defense. He's also going to be the most lovable guy. He actually yeah, kind of
0: reminds me of Nene's first year. When Nene was a rookie, people might – man, the OGs might remember this. Nene sang Jingle Bells one time. You know how they'll do the little media day thing? They had him sing Jingle Bells, but he kept screwing it up. So he kept having to start over and he'd be like hold on
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah, so he, yeah, yeah. you know like, he's gonna oh. do, like
0: has the, he has like has he has a great smile a like, perma smile like yeah, he yeah. almost can't stop Always smiling and he just has like a great presence to him so uh i'm i'm excited i think he's going to be a fan favorite
1: if he ever. to that Me to that too, extent man. i'm i'm excited about that pick i think they are too i don't know if that was one they expected to have a shot at but it was a guy they liked so right.
0: he should be interesting and for summer league i actually am super intrigued to, to get to watch him um number choices oh one other thing one other thing Monte Morris, this might be the first draft. Oh, The yes. first draft of the Monte Morris era where nobody knew Monte Morris. I always, I asked him, who on the team do you already know? Christian Brown said basically Michael Porter and no one else. Um, none of the other guys had known anyone. Uh, Ismail, by the way, in his workout said that he knew Peter Cornelly and he actually talked about how he talked about him. But nobody else. So it's just an interesting thing. The first draft that Monte Morris has not like – intimately known somebody
1: i had that note as well that's the monte question that's what people are really asking has monte reached out to you yet? right has monte
0: reached out nobody had reached out to either christian or peyton watson for whatever it's worth and again not that it's a big deal Yokes in serbia time change this or that but it is one of those things where like you know draymond green certainly texts everybody that gets drafted by the warriors the night
1: they get drafted i agree
0: you know what i mean like there is a thing there and so hearing that was not a big deal but it was one of those things where i'm like That's a bummer. Maybe someone. Maybe somebody just ask ask Calvin Booth, hey, you guys have this number? I want to reach out.
1: On a lighter note, Brown did say uh, he already saw Mike in there working this morning.
0: Oh, yeah. Mike. Hey, that was a good detail. I forgot about
1: that. Michael Porter
0: in ball arena today getting some work up. We haven't seen many videos. Is Michael moving in
1: silence this offseason? Oh, my
0: gosh. Is he like a lasagna? Oh, man. Growing up. That's a real G. Very excited for that. All right. Last but not least. A first look at what appears to be actually yeah yeah you can look at my Twitter if you want uh, and pull up the picture if you want what appears to be the chosen numbers and they're actually all interesting Peyton Watson number eight Christian Brown number zero Kamagate, number fourteen let's start in reverse order Kamagate fourteen
1: uh it's a better number than I thought he was gonna get I thought it was gonna be like a I don't ninety seven yeah like he's a stash you know what I mean fourteen more relevant zero what do we think of zero hold on 14 i just want to well, no. you don't think like gary harris to me
0: like we're in an era because i looked this up you got 14 you've got uh robert pack okay you've got michael adams these are classic denver nuggets and then you get gary harris who were still in the gary harris era even this though it's over everybody that's been watching the nuggets since gary harris they're still watching the nuggets so to me him going number 14 to me was like oh interesting Nothing? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Really? I don't know if there's much th- You don't think Gary Harris has a number that maybe it's
1: not that you retire it, but that you just give a little bit more time. Well, there are still probably a lot of um number fourteen jerseys in Ball Arena that don't say Kamigate on the back. That's so true. That's Do you
0: think we'll point. ever see a Gary Harris tape over Kamigate? Yes. You think we will? We'll no. see it. no. <laughs> Somebody's gonna pull that move off and tag us. Um Also, is this a sign that the Nuggets are not going to be targeting Gary Harris in the offseason?
1: Yeah, between that and um, that ship just having sailed already and us all needing to move on, yeah, I think it's probably time.
0: Uh, If we go back to Peyton Watson here, number eight, Nuggets to have worn number eight, Bison Dele, uh, Chris Herron, Earl Watson, Dermar Johnson, Mm. uh, Danilo Gallinari, most notably. I think he's the most famous number eight. And then Jared Vanderbilt. What do we think about the choice of number eight?
1: Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, That's who you think of? Not Gallo? No, no, no. I just, I just, every time, I think too much about Jared Vanderbilt. But Gallo, (laughs) yeah, that's, well, look, you got to, he's a good confluence of fan favorite and actually really good. Who's that? Gallo. Gallo. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. sure. First of all, for a number 30 pick, that'd be a great outcome. It'd be insane. Yeah. That's that's a good number.
0: Can I tell you what it really is? Yeah. Where's Peyton Watson from? Do you remember? Uh, No, I don't. Long Beach. Okay. From Long Beach. He's from LA. Number eight. Oh. This is a Kobe number. This is a 1,000% Kobe you know pick.
1: I don't like it anymore. Now <laughs>
0: all of a sudden you hate it. You don't want it. <laughs> Come on. Don't Yeah, change my mind. Uh, by far the most interesting one to me. By far. And I actually kind of hate it. Christian Brown going with number zero. I should have asked him. I should. I talked to him today. Uh, just introduced myself. I should have asked him why number zero. Famous nuggets to wear number zero. Of course we remember Emmanuel Moutier. That's who I think of. Isaiah Thomas also rocked it. Jamichael Green also rocked it. Emmanuel Moudier. He takes Emmanuel Moudier's number. What do you think here?
1: No, I love it.
0: Whoa! It's not a curse number. We're going to flip the number zero. He was a bad prospect. (laughs) You're like, you know what? I don't think it was the number that failed I don't think it was the (laughs) number. You know,
1: Christian, you have the power. Change our perception.
0: Is it weird that because we've been following this team so closely, like 14, Gary Harris's number zero, you know, that's Emmanuel Moutier's number 15, that's Melo's. No, it's not. It's Jokic's number. Like, to, like I did, that one should be the weirdest one. And to me, I'm like, it's not weird. It's not weird at all. But Gary Harris. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. What do you like? What do you think of my idea to like not retire a jersey, but to like put a hold on?
1: A hold on it.
0: I I kind of like the idea of like, hey Gary, we're not going to retire your jersey. Yeah, I like that. You had two elite years. We're going to have a two-year, like
1: two-three years.
0: No, no, two. You had two great years. You have a two-year right. hold on I it. I
1: think you're on to something with that.
0: Emmanuel Mouda, you had you were bad one year. You're like you're immediately, we can go to it. I kind of like it.
1: I don't know. I have a confession. I don't think about jersey numbers. You don't? I don't. In baseball, do you? Uh, Not really, no. In football? No. Yeah, here, are you with this? I don't put much stock into it, but I know other people do. I think, like, jersey numbers are cool
0: when they're really good. Yeah. When they're they're rookies, you don't care? No, I care. Like, when they become fucking, like, you'll get to 15 and, like, amazing. Like, that's the best number you can ever have now. Yeah. Jogic, 15. 23 didn't mean anything until Michael Jordan came along. Yeah, all right. right, So if they have a chance to make the number zero mean something here or the number eight in Denver. We'll see.
1: I'm I'm excited Excited to see these guys play. Do
0: you remember, by the way, I brought this up today when we were at the – I don't know if you were there. We were talking with other media members. Every year you have the jersey, right, and you hold it up. Some years they have not – I don't remember what year it was. It might have been the Michael Porter year where they didn't have a number. Instead it said like – you know, 18 for being drafted in 2018 or something, but usually they'll have a Jersey and you hold up 2017, the Tyler Lydon, Trey Lyles draft. Do you remember it at all? No jerseys. They all collectively held one flag, a
1: Denver nuggets flag, we should have known. In man. we yeah. should have known it was clear. It was <laughs> they were not excited about those picks. It
0: was because oh, no, it was actually because that was the year the Nuggets rebranded and got oh, new jerseys. Right. So they didn't and have and, and that was coming like a week later. Right. So they didn't want to like they didn't want them to hold the old jerseys. So they so held they a flag, held and it was like the worst worst presser ever. <laughs> oh, anyway, there you go. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, let's talk about the latest rumblings about the Denver Nuggets, but equally and maybe even more importantly, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Might be shifting the balance of power in the NBA. We'll, well talk we about that, talk well. About that. Well, someone's We, have talk to, about we well. someone to Somebody's got to do it. We'll take up yeah. the
1: mental. You know what's cool? Rugby. You know what's cooler? How much people in Colorado love it, particularly in Glendale, also known as Rugbyville, USA. It's also the home of the American Raptors. Excuse me, Rugby Town, USA. Uh, The American Raptors are athletes who compete at the highest level of their respective sports, football, basketball, baseball. We're just talking about athletic folk who wanted to try a new game. They got it together with the American Raptors. They're playing rugby now. They went five and five in their first season. That's not bad. They're looking to improve on that, and they want you to come out and enjoy what they have to offer. Best thing about American Raptors game, they are free, free.com. Head over to the AmericanRaptors.com and grab your ticket for the upcoming season. If you can't make the game, they also stream them nice and easy. turns out you really like rugby. You want to learn more about it. You got to check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast hosted by Colton Strickler. You can get that wherever you get your pods. DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top rated sportsbook. And whoa, we've got a new read. The Calf Slicer, the Peruvian Necktie. There are tons of ways to come out on top in the octagon, Adam. And for UFC 276, there's one more. With DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of USC, new customers can bet $5 on any fighter to win and get $100 in free bets, win or lose. We call that a no-brainer here because you'd have to have no brain not to make that bet. They're trying to give you free money. With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can turn another small bet into a big payday. You know how that works by now. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's Go DNVR this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Uh Oh, man. Oh, there it is. Download DraftKings Sports Cap. Now use protocol DMBR. Blah, 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 blah. You guys get it. Uh Must be 21 or older. Colorado only bonus comprise of first deposit bonus and a first bet match each up to $500. Bonus deposit bonus requires 225 times playthrough restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I see Benjamin Heyman is in the chat saying more
0: about Braun. What did he have to say? These pressers are not super content rich, to yeah, be honest with you. In not. fact, I was talking to my colleague Matt Moore earlier today saying, Hey, are you gonna go down? He's like, No, those are usually a waste of time. Look, there are a good chance The things that we shared were the things that we had curated from the interview today that we found to be the most interesting. So if there wasn't something in there, honestly it was probably because we did it, there just wasn't it wasn't a thing where you're gonna get a lot of you get a lot of caged answers. In fact, I was joking right. with some of the people today, you know. In the front office, they're kind of like, yeah, like they did a great job of like sharing the company line or whatever, right, you know, just kind of right. making this little tongue and th- uh, tongue in cheek remarks. So it's not exactly a content rich one, I will say. They're in town. They're going to be in town next week as they get ready for Summer League, which, by the way, begins on Friday, a week from Friday. We're going to be out there in Las Vegas covering it. And on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I suspect we will be talking to these guys. So they'll go through practice. We'll get to hear about how practice went and speak to them over the course of that. And I think that'll be a much more interesting interview session than than these ones were. These are about arriving in Denver. What do you think of the city? What's your experience? Those kind of things.
1: And I also have found it easier to talk to newer, younger players in those more relaxed kind of environments. Like This one is... There's cameras, there's lights, we're all there. It's in a big room. And right. and these guys are understandably a bit nervous. They'd rather not mess up the interview than share something insightful. Right. That will change over time.
0: Um, some quick notes here. Um Jamal Murray spotted with Team Canada. Do you have this picture there? Yeah, here uh made its way around the interwebs. Uh Jamal Murray is spotted in actual gear for Team Canada. Wow. Um it's kind of exciting. Now it doesn't. I mean, doesn't look like he's working out. Doesn't look like anything there. But it is kind of cool to see that he's been around some of these other great players from Canada. They're building a very nice team, and just another hint of a sign of how, you know, him being closer to actually playing, like live basketball.
1: Man, you push this so far out of your mind, you know? Yeah. That it's oh man, the next time they play, he'll be playing. And seeing this is actually getting me really excited, man.
0: Along these same lines, you know. Talked a lot to people in the front office over the weekend. One sense I get is that I don't think Monte Morris ends up getting traded. Mm. It's not that he can't be or that he won't be or that they've said this or that. But I think that one of the incentives they have not to trade him is that Jamal Murray, even with a full summer off, you know, when he gets back and starts working out and the season begins in October, I don't think he's going to be 100%. And I don't think that they're going to even test it out. I think that they view next year certainly the first several months of the year as him ramping up so the jamal murray you get in october is not almost certainly not going to be bubble murray sure. prime jamal murray sure and part of that is having a monte morris there especially in the regular season you think about monte phenomenal regular season player for the nuggets i think he's a he's a really good player even in the playoffs but for denver maybe the the reason you would trade monte is to add more length and defense you maybe you need his point guarding and offense a little bit less But if you need to get through the season and you're thinking about Jamal Murray as a 20 to 25 minute per game player in October, November, December, Monte Morris is as good as it gets. He's proven that he can be a starting caliber point guard and being able to play him 25 minutes himself or maybe even 30 minutes, you know, that's a huge luxury. Whereas if you traded him for, say, a good defensive player. For Again, I don't think this is a one-to-one trade, Monte, but if you traded Monte for Contavious Caldwell-Pope, your defense would get better, certainly a better move for your playoffs, Sure. but if you don't have Jamal, if you're trying to rest Jamal every back-to-back and play him 20 minutes a night, KCP probably gives you a little bit of problems as your backup point guard.
1: And these are some of the factors that can help inform the decisions of, do we do this now, do we wait to the deadline, do we do it at all? And I know are get a little antsy with that second option waiting to the deadline because value can can tank things can change right controllable fact uncontrollable factors can change but in this case it makes a ton of sense for this reason if there's any more value to extract out of Monte particularly in Denver it's what you just outlined and then yeah if he looks good in that role again maybe that's. That's a deadline move or you don't have to move them at all Depending on how things are going But I do think if the Nuggets
0: went into the playoffs Next year with Bones and Monte as your Backup 1-2 and then like Jamal Murray and defensive shooting guard X you know if that's your four guard Rotation I do think Denver's odds Of winning the championship next year would be lower than What I would expect I do think that there Is a move on from Monte Like I would be surprised if If, if he was still on the Roster past there and I felt like it was a good move If I was buying into mm. it so he might still be on the roster. I'm just saying I would expect if he doesn't get traded this week or next week. It's a deadline. play. Then, then I think the deadline is the mo- next most likely scenario, and it might be a good one. Um, speaking of Contavious Caldwell-Pope, you know we floated out a lot the idea of a Will Barton, Contavious Caldwell-Pope trade. We know that there were um, rumors that that was a deal that was maybe available at the deadline this last year or maybe even in the summer of last summer didn't get done. Um, I i've heard that i don't expect that deal Mm. that i think that deal is probably less likely now not that will barton i still think he is probably the most likely player to be moved you look at jeff green you look at will barton probably the two that i would say are the most likely on the roster to be traded um and then as you go down the line maybe a zeke nagy amante morris a bones highland you know i think all those players are options although i would be more surprised if either of those guys got traded sure sure but um the idea of a Will Barton for KCP one to one swap, I think, is probably less likely
1: than maybe than even I would have thought. Say two weeks ago. Look, people keep laughing at me when I say this too, but the idea of a Barton dead flip isn't terrible to me either. Oh man, to me it is. He he's <laughs> got good first thirds of the season though, yeah, in him. yeah. And so, just in terms of maybe playing that value up, um,
0: what but, would the fan base do if Will Barton is on the roster? If like the move out,
1: they would flip out.
0: They would flip out, and I think. And look, we know the columnists who can. The the columnists sometimes can write the 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 pieces even when the Avs end up going sixteen and four. Mm -hmm. Every one of those four, they're going to write the piece about how the goalie's not it, the coach is not it, the superstar chokes. They're going to write all these articles. They're going to have a lot of ammo. Every single week, Barton is on the roster, and they're like, "Hey, no, we like him as the starting two, even if it does make end up making sense, even if it is the right play." It would be such. A crazy thing to happen that I think it would even be a distraction.
1: Possible. It's possible, man. I'm just, here's what I wouldn't rule out. He plays. He has a good first third of the season, and some other teams like, "Oh wow, we want that guy on our team."
0: Even if it is the right move, I just don't know that you can invite that distraction. I think it would be too wild of a distraction. By the way, you also get into the point where Will Barton is one of your best trade pieces on an expiring deal. You go into the season, he's old; he's thirty-one. You go into the season, he pulls a hamstring. Yeah, that's true. All of a sudden, you can't trade him. This
1: is very. Tr- that's a. That's actually the best point. That is actually the best point. You don't think my best point was just that it would be so distracting and so mm. like negative? No. You just invite. You negativity. know what they would probably do? Continue to win a bunch of regular season games with Will Barton on their roster, and then they would trade him. <laughs> it's so true. Um, anyway, I do expect
0: Will Barton to be the most likely player moved. I don't know that it's going. To, I m- my sense is, I think the Nuggets have a green light to spend good amounts of money this uh, this uh, you know next week or this week. I don't expect them to. I think there's always a chance I just don't expect them to I think you look at it And you think For me We'll get into some more of these Wind I know has a big board Of free agent targets uh, Out there A guy like Bruce Brown To me sounds like The best high end deal Like I know that doesn't sound Like a high end deal People are thinking like Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving Like these are names I don't think it's going to be that stat Although you never know Crazy things happen Players become available Deals happen that nobody's seen coming Even at this point But I have a feeling that This week is going to feel a lot more underwhelming than what I think a lot of people expect. But hey, if you had a Bruce Bruce Brown, if you trade uh, Jemichael Green and are able to either sign a free agent or make a trade that brings in a player that has that level of impact but at a different position... I'll be pretty confident in the Nuggets next year. Like, oh, uh,
1: me too. I to be honest, I think those are. That's why I never really understood the sort of framing of like get ready for fireworks because right. a I'm, I don't think they're coming and b I don't think they're necessary. I don't.
0: They do you think that they set themselves? They might have positioned themselves
1: in a bad light. Yes. By it, by making prudent moves. That's that's what I mean. Is like
0: you you know one of the things we heard from Tim Conley, Michael Malone, and Calvin Booth. Between the end of the season and now Has all been we're going to be aggressive We're willing to take big swings We're willing to you know whatever go all in It's win or bust like it's all in And then if you do make a move and it's like yeah All in Bruce Brown great player That might be the best move but that's just weird Branding it's weird positioning to say
1: That's precisely what I mean and so then You sort of have to guard yourself against the reaction against the framing as opposed to the moves in a back.
0: You know, they, they need a branding team. You know, this is what if, if I'm meeting with them and it's like, hey, we know the play. We know here. I'd say here's what you you say. You say we don't feel like we need big swings to make this a championship team. What we need is unsexy. We might not win the press conference, That's correct. but there are unsexy moves out there. Where we might lose a little scoring. That's right. But we're going to bring in, and this is how you position it. And then also when you bring in Bruce Brown.
1: You're like, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's
0: exactly what I'm talking about. That's is that, what I'm talking When you bring about. in Gary Pate, and sure, everyone's man. looking at the stats and they're saying, hey, six points a For game. Sure. Like, what are you talking about? Like, hey, we said
1: unsexy. As opposed to right now, it's aggressive and like, this is just the world we live in. Who who are Who's in the rumor cycle right now? Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Well, that brings us to our top story.
0: Actually, it's our bottom story today. It's our bottom story, which we're going to round it out with. Guys, we've seen this disaster playing out in slow motion in Brooklyn with, um, I don't know if you noticed, but Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were swept by the Boston Celtics in the playoffs. Um, they were That's absolutely swept. It is embarrassing that they got swept. Actually, first of all, I shouldn't say the playoffs. They were in the play-in. The play-in. They, they, the got play-in. Their way. they dug their way out of that, got to the playoffs, played the number one team, and then got absolutely murdered. Yeah. Um, Turns out the, and we, I've actually heard this not, I mean, not that you need to hear this, you can just like open your eyes, but I've actually heard this <laughs> from very reliable sources that the Nets, even halfway through the season, were like, we're not doing this again. Right. We're not doing this. And it's not because he sat out, you know, Kyrie Irving sat out. It's that you saw the reports. Kyrie Irving, at one point, apparently, they go through practice and then he says, all right, coaches, get out of here. Now it's time for my practice. Like, yeah. I'm going to have another practice. Like, if you can imagine what it's like as a coach to have your people disregard you that much as that Hey, you get out now. We're going to do our own thing. I've the Brooklyn nets. And Winhorse said this, I believe this morning said the nets have met and they said, even if it costs us, Kevin Durant, even which it almost certainly would we, if Kyrie leaves, that much, even if Kyrie leaves, we just are, can't do it. If it costs us, Katie, we can't do it. So here we are at an impasse where it certainly feels like by the end of the week, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving will be on different teams. Okay. Kyrie Irving, Rumored, uh, Woj just putting this out here. Now Woj, very good reporter. I don't doubt his information, but sometimes he puts these reports out specifically, especially when they're attached to the Lakers and LeBron James yeah. specifically with some kind of ulterior motive. And one of the things he said today was that the only team in the entire NBA that has interest in Kyrie Irving is none other than the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, they can acquire him two ways. But go but, ahead. But the Nets
1: aren't particularly
0: interested well, in that trade offer. This But what does this sound like? Doesn't this sound like the old first step of this happening? And sometimes the public
1: negotiating,
0: negotiating, but sometimes it's the final negotiating. I think it's true that nobody is right now calling Brooklyn saying, hey, we want Kyrie in earnest. And I think the Lakers probably are saying, hey, we want to get this done. We have Russell Westbrook, which is I mean, you're basically holding a ransom right now saying like, will you take this albatross contract with like no assets uh, to get rid of a very good player who you just happen to hate and want to get rid of. It's a, a hilarious situation. Other than the fact that it absolutely sucks, first of all, are you would you be worried of a Kyrie Lebron AD team, knowing how distracting? More, more that worried
1: team is? than I am now. Like with right, them with Russ, right. we saw that that's just not going to happen. That right. that current trio, but I wouldn't be. Uh, I I wouldn't change my mind about the landscape and who could win it. You know, the Lakers I think would be back in it just from a talent perspective, but. Talk about a volatile situation and all the ways it could go poorly. So volatile. There's like a hundred path to that being a disaster. So, uh, no, that wouldn't terrify me. In fact, I'd kind of. Part of me, I kind of hope it does happen and then it tanks because there's a little bit of uh, "you all deserve each other" thing going on for me here. Here's the thing about that team is
0: I do think it's like the Brooklyn Nets this year and that their upside is so ridiculous that they might not play all year they'll be so annoying they'd be the top story every single day and we'd have to sit and listen to them like painfully it would be the worst. The Nets at least like people kind of forgot about them. Nobody ever forgets about the Lakers. They would lead SportsCenter center oh, every yeah. single day in a way that would be so annoying and then they might just coalesce in the playoffs, and because they're so talented, it could, in theory, work in a way that would be the worst, the absolute worst. That being said, I do think it's one of those eight out of ten times it works out exactly like it did in Brooklyn, me where it's too, like, man. me too. So, so whatever. The bigger piece of this is Kevin Durant, Agreed. who, um, you know, Kevin Durant leaving Brooklyn, he, he is on a, I believe, he has four years left on a max deal. Like that's every team in the league would give up an enormous amount for him. Like if. You know, so I look at that one and I go, right now we just ranked on our on our draft show, we ranked the players in the uh or the teams in the Western Conference and I put Denver number two. Kevin Durant can single handedly change all yeah, of this. Yeah, I agree with
1: that. That's I agree with that.
0: And that's the part of this that I think is the most interesting. Now, I don't know if he's gonna come west, stay in the east, stay in Brooklyn. Who knows how this all plays out? But I do look at that and say that is that curveball that when we look and talk about title, yeah, is the title window open for Denver, this or that? Like KD can single handedly swing that.
1: I agree. And it, that is the thing I'm holding my breath on because to this point of the conversation, it felt like any short term or long term threat out West Denver at least has some they can say we're on some level. We're prepared for this, right? We think we can go head to head with this if you're talking about and, and I do think this leak in a lot of ways is this is probably the most naive thing I'll ever say and I'm probably wrong getting a little bit past some of this stuff. The Kyrie KD drama We hoped We hoped And this is not and I, and I feel so good about it. Like we almost escaped it all We just need to survive This KD thing Because I agree He could go somewhere That A changes the landscape But B brings us right back To this really annoying Super team kind of con- Constant conversation
0: Where would be the most Annoying place he could wind up It's gotta be the west I think Just cause you'd have to Deal with them Yeah I mean Boston would be really annoying though If you do end up getting This like Boston story That would be pretty bad
1: yeah dude i would hate that um yeah, him I mean, and jason
0: tatum teammates which one's the which one's the number one well
1: that's not that's <laughs> not hard to figure out i'm just saying kevin's like dude shoot that ball one more time watch, <laughs> watch what i do how uh, about minnesota minnesota i just wouldn't worry about that dallas i'm just
0: saying it would be annoying to have to be like the you dallas know,
1: does, does dallas feel like the team that? there's
0: no way he's going to play with luca yeah you're right there's no way he's okay. playing with luca Portland would be way up there.
1: Portland, Portland,
0: Portland would be like a Portland. really an, annoying that's, place. That's probably the answer. What if? What about the Clippers who don't seem to care about spending? If there's like a mechanism by which they can make their big three
1: the most obnoxious wings, Denver has zero wings. Meanwhile, they Dude, have KD, Kawhi, and Paul George. I kind of can't explain it, but if the Clippers sacrificed the team they have now to add KD, I'd be like, give me that team immediately <laughs> in the first round. I don't care. New Orleans. They'd be really good.
0: Zion <laughs> straight but up. You know what that wouldn't annoy me so
1: much. That wouldn't annoy me so much
0: cuz it's New Orleans.
1: Yeah, like whatever. It, I, I kind of I've I'm a big fan of the fantasy. It almost never shakes out what this about, way. Yeah. Of like one of the best players in the league saying, "You know what sounds appealing to me right now, going to this shitty org and trying."
0: <laughs> right, right. Kent, what about Memphis then in that same regard? I've we've we said this the other day. We have I've turned on Memphis. I'm no longer a fan.
1: Yeah, I told you earlier. It's my I have the most old get-off law in my yeah, day. I'm I wanted to see them humbled. I don't like them either. I'm out. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't like that either, but I'm not worried about that one happening. Really? They're kind of recruiting him. They're trying to get him. Actually, they can... and they have a lot of assets. That's I probably should be.
0: Yeah, you should be a little worried about them. And then the last one, Miami, maybe the most likely. I, know, I think DraftKings has them as the most yeah. likely. To... Yeah. Yeah. Oh Phoenix is number one Are you kidding me God that would be the worst. You're suns. right
1: Phoenix I kind of You know what's happening I mean I've been enjoying this month Where I don't have to acknowledge The Sun's existence I
0: know it's been great
1: At all the su-
0: forgot We did That's forgot how quickly a, we moved
1: on yeah. The Sun's like we're yeah. Yeah. Who cares about the Suns? The Sun's
0: turned into like The Jazz or Clippers To us where we're like Oh those Those, <laughs> those losers those. That's cute the Sun's Oh, Philly would be worse. Philly. Oh, crap. How come every team now? Who who would break each other first and
1: faster, KD or Philly?
0: Can you imagine James Harden leaving that team and then getting stuck with KD again?
1: <laughs> be so annoying. Uh, oh, I hate everything. We, we are so close to this, like looking at the Nets, the Lakers. Oh, it all falling and, apart and that's being some moved kind on. Some of the Sixers being like, whatever, man, you made that bed. You sleep yeah, in it. That's fine you with me. Oh, but we're, we, th- we're this decision away. We got to survive it.
0: You're right. If this hits perfectly, it might be the death knell for this like oh. stupid way of building a team and this stupid legacy building. I want to let you guys know that DK just moved the odds for DeAndre Reed's new team to be Brooklyn. They were at 100. Oh. They're not at plus 300. Oh no. DeAndre Ayton's odds to go to Brooklyn just so skyrocketed. That is can also mean something about the league. Oh, of course. Man. This league. This league sucks. I'm sucks.
1: Championship Monday. Uh, championship
0: on, Monday. Yeah, yeah. I hate it here. All right. Well, that does it for our I Monday edition. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison wins gone all, week. D-line is gone all week. You're stuck with us. Tomorrow, Dev will be joining us for the show. We're going to be breaking down free agency targets. We'll talk to you then.